We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. Derek Van Riper flying solo today. Uh, Mario Puig a bit under the weather, so hopefully he's feeling better soon. It is Monday, June 5th. Seven games on the slate today. We'll take a quick look at the pitching matchups. Uh, first game of the day goes down in Cincinnati at Great American Ballpark. Carlos Martinez, the most expensive pitcher on the board, pretty much regardless of the site you're playing on, goes up against Asher Wojciechowski and the Reds. Uh, park factors, of course, in that one. Great American Ballpark slightly boosts runs compared to a completely neutral park, but left-handed home runs in particular get a massive boost, a 29% jump compared to a neutral park. Right-handed home runs get an 11% jump. Over-under in that game is 9. Quite a bit of that expected to come from the St. Louis offense. Nick Pavetta goes up against Bartolo Colon in Atlanta. SunTrust Park thus far has boosted left-handed power. Uh, Cologne has been awful throughout this season, of course. Park factors there still to be determined long term, but everything's encouraging offensively in terms of that pitching matchup anyway. The over-under reflects that, sitting at a robust 10 runs tonight. Uh, The Shark, Jeff Samarja, goes into Milwaukee to match up with Junior Guerra and the Brewers. As we know, Miller Park boosts up left-handed power more than any other park in the game right now. Right-handed power gets a slight boost, pretty much identical to the Great American Ballpark. Runs also get a slight boost from a neutral park in Milwaukee as well. But the over-under sits at 8.5, probably in part because Junior Guerra has looked pretty good in his first couple starts back from a hamstring injury. Dan Straley and Eddie Butler match up at Wrigley Field. Winds are expected to be blowing in around 15 miles per hour. 
it's bad for for left-handed hitters in particular since lefties already take a pretty big hit about a 20 percent reduction in home runs for bats on the left side in that matchup so the over under ties with the other uh, two games on the slate they have eights as the lowest on the board cubs slight favorites in that one even though dan straley has pitched very well this year uh, mike fires and ian kennedy are matching up as the Astros and Royals begin a series in Kansas City. Uh, Over-under in that game is 9.5. Remember, Kansas City as a park. Kauffman Stadium will boost runs slightly. It actually boosts runs more than any other park on the board tonight. Uh, 7% over neutral, so not a huge difference, but a slight bump over uh, SunTrust Park in Atlanta, Great American Ballpark in Milwaukee. Uh, But that production comes in the form of singles, doubles, and just ribbies piled up that way as opposed to the long ball which gets a 20% reduction for hitters on both sides. Jay Happ, Sean Manaya matching up at the Coliseum in Oakland. Uh, this is a good one from a pitching standpoint, too, over-under sitting at 8, and it's pretty much a coin flip with the A's being favored at minus 105. Gio Gonzalez against Hinjin Ryu, uh, the final game of the night, Nats visiting the Dodgers. Ryu's been pitching better these last couple times out. Uh, interestingly enough, he's had some issues with lefties this year, so I think you can use hitters on both sides from that Nats lineup, especially lefties, though given that Ryu hasn't been able to control lefties and that lefties get a park boost at Chavez Ravine. But overall, offensive output is uh, reduced by 12%. So from a park factor standpoint, we do have a nice mix of of parks that boost up left-handed power, a couple that are good for righties, and then a few pitcher-friendly matchups to choose from. Pretty balanced seven-game slate here on this Monday. As far as the pitchers you want to build around, it's kind of a, a player fade question with Carlos Martinez. I mean, the win probability is is good for the Cardinals, of course, with Asher Wojciechowski being the other starting pitcher. From a, a statistical standpoint, I mean, Carlos Martinez has taken a step forward this year. He's been excellent over his last five, so the recent form is good. The matchup is pretty solid. The Reds are a team that they can do some damage, but you don't necessarily fear them either. Uh, a little more depth in that lineup with Zach Cozart playing at a, such a high level right now. Billy Hamilton can wreak havoc on the base pass. But the thing about Martinez that makes him safer than most pitchers going into Cincinnati is that he has that ability to get a lot of his outs on the ground. He's a little less susceptible to the park factors as a ground ball power pitcher. So I think Martinez uh, is perfectly fine. Makes more sense on FanDuel than on DraftKings by comparison since you have to pay a bit more of a tax to get Martinez on DraftKings for tonight. He's still not my preferred pitcher, though. The more I thought about this slate, the more I kept gravitating towards doing something just a little bit different. Uh, Sean Manaya against the Jays, I think, is going to be reasonably low-owned. I think it's going to it's, we're going to see a pretty nice chop. It's going to be Martinez leading the way. I think you're going to see some Samarja ownership, a uh, little bit of Junior Guerra mixed in as well. But Happ and Manaya, and maybe even Gio Gonzalez will get sprinkled in a little bit too, uh, some of the other top five, top six arms for this evening. Sean Manaya has been good, really going back to the second half of last season. Past calendar year, he is the best pitcher on the board tonight as far as uh, strikeout rate minus walk rate at 17%, swing strike rate at 13.3%. He's the runaway leader in that category. And a bit like I talked about with Carlos Martinez, Sean Manaya is good at getting outs on the ground. 47.8% ground ball rate, 
331 ERA over the past calendar year. These are excellent skills. The price is very fair on both sites, 7,700 on FanDuel, 7,800 on DraftKings. So I think you can use them in either scenario. Uh, Part of the reason I'm a little hesitant to buy into Jay Happ is that he just hasn't been the same guy that he was last year. The skills over the past calendar year look really good. They stack up favorably to those of Mania and even Jeff Samarja. Uh, But this year has been a bit different. And you you look at that Oakland lineup as one that's certainly capable of coming out and striking out a lot, boosting up a K total for any pitcher but they can do some damage. They got a couple big power bats from the right side. Uh, Chris Davis in particular is one to fear for Jay Happ. So I don't hate the Happ play. I just don't like him as much as Mania in that matchup. And you got to pay a little more for Happ on FanDuel. He's 8400 So I will take the $700 savings, go to the cheaper of those two guys in that game, and build around Mania for most of my GPPs. Uh, as far as the alternatives go, if I'm looking at the Samarja matchup against Junior Guerra, I actually like Guerra just a little bit better. I know the K rate's been excellent for Samarja. The peripherals uh, kind of point to a better ERA than what we've seen so far. But Samarja's ongoing struggles with lefties, which really roll back into last season, are the big concern. Eric Thames, very affordable tonight, by the way. We'll talk about him in just a little while. He presents a difficult matchup for Samarja, as does Travis Shaw. Uh, you look at the Brewers as a team that can go off at any given time. Uh, since the start of last season, Jeff Samarja has a 344 Woba allowed to left-handed hitters, 1.37 homers per nine. The K rate dips a little bit in that matchup against lefties as well. So I think Miller Park doing what it does, boosting left-handed power, really puts Jeff Samarja in a bad spot tonight. So I'm staying away from Samarja, and I'm looking more at Junior Guerra. Going back to last year, I mean, the Woba against lefties and righties has been very good. 263 against lefties, 281 against righties. For a guy that pitches half his games in a park that boosts home runs as much as Miller Park does, what Guerra has done is very impressive. You give up a little bit in terms of the K rate, but the Giants' offense continues to struggle, even with the return of Hunter Pence. It's a suboptimal offense, one that I think you can pick on with a lot of mid-range starting arms, and that's exactly what Junior Guerra is. So I think he's a good GPP pivot as well. If you're trying to get away from the high ownership of Carlos Martinez, you think Sean Manaya is even a little bit too chalky, or you don't trust him with the likes of Donaldson and Tulowitzki back in the Jays lineup, I think Junior Guerra is the next best option that you can go with on tonight's slate. Uh, the other pitchers that I would at least think about, I think because of the win, Dan Straley, if you're playing a lot of lineups, you want to go uh, somewhat contrarian, Straley against the Cubs makes some sense. The K potential is there. Winds blowing in certainly help him. And he's another one of those guys where the, the numbers over the past year have been much better than expected. Uh, the home run rate, of course, is down this year with the move into Marlins Park for half of his games. You know, Wrigley Field uh, boosts right-handed power somewhat, and, and Straley's numbers against lefties are actually better than his numbers against righties since the start of last season, but not, not so bad that you're worried about the righties in the Cubs lineup doing a lot of damage again, especially on a night where the wind is supposed to be blowing in at a pretty steady 15 miles per hour. Game by game with this smaller slate, we're going to take a look at some possible bats that you can build around. Uh, We'll start with the Cardinals. Their road matchup against Asher Wojciechowski, as I mentioned before, it's a good one. A lot of his struggles have come against righties, but it's a tiny sample size. I think you can use hitters from both sides of the plate against him and not worry too much about it. Uh, Value-wise, you know, if you're looking for the Cardinals that offer up the most, uh, I think Johnny Peralta, if he's in there tonight, he's only 2400 So there's some GPP appeal there uh, if you want to go cheaper at third base. The problem with the Cardinals continues to be Jed Jerko. 
uh, the way he's priced, 3,600, also very good. He's done a lot of damage against righties going back to the start of last season, but it would take away your very cheap GPP option in Peralta. Uh, I like Jerko a ton in tonight's matchup, and Steven Piscotti is the Cardinal I'd be most likely to pair him with. The optimizer, if you want to use the stack optimizer tool, uh, does point to Matt Carpenter as a good option as well. I mean, the over-under in that game is 9.5, as I mentioned before, so plenty of ways to uh, go at it. But if I had to pick one Cardinals bat, I think it would be Jed Jerko at 3,600 uh, as the best one and Steven Piscotti as the close second. Uh, on the Cincinnati side, not really anybody I'm interested in rolling out there against Carlos Martinez. If you want to go with a, a contrarian red sort of approach and, and fade Carlos Martinez and GPPs, I, I guess you could you could give that a shot. Uh, Martinez's issues are more against lefties than against righties, so I would do it with the, the left-handed bats. It would be uh, you know, Scott Schebler, if he's uh, healthy and back from that shoulder injury, he would be someone to think about as, a, again, a contrarian play, but I, I don't think I'm, I'm going to go down that, route, that, that road. Uh, and Joey Votto, of course, at 4,400, but why? There's going to be some other options you'd like at first base, and I'm going to bring up several of them as we roll along. Some rain concern there. Make sure the rain's not going to be a major factor, but it doesn't look too bad as of lunchtime here on Monday. Uh, for the Phillies and Braves matchup, everybody hitter-wise should be in play on both sides, really. Given Cologne's form, given Pivetta's inexperience, uh, there's no reason to uh, shy away from this one with that high over-under total. Odubel Herrera, just 2,500. It seemed like he really kind of got back into the swing of things over the weekend, coming off uh, two multi-hit games, including a home run in the final game of that series against the Giants. He's only 2,500. Check out where he is in the lineup, but... You know He's a very good cash play and probably even a decent GPP option for this evening as well. Uh, Ender Inciarte had a monster game on Sunday. He's 3,200 going up against Pavetta. You know he's going to be high in the order, so that makes a lot of sense uh, as well. And then Matt Adams, if you want to go away from the other quality options at first base, he's only 2,800 uh, on FanDuel as well. So tons of ways to go at this one. Uh, if you're looking at the Atlanta side, uh, you can do whatever you want, pretty much, uh, against Pavetta. And for the Phillies, again, Herrera is the, the best way to go. Uh, Tommy Joseph at 3,600. I, I would use him against the lefty. I don't think I would use him against the righty, even though it's Cologne and he's just grooving uh, high 80s fastballs in there uh, on, on a good day, really more like mid-80s stuff for him at this point. Uh, looking over at the Brewers and Giants matchup, Eric Thames is probably going to be the most chalky play of the day, and, and that's fine. I, I don't think you want to fade him. I think you want to play him at 3,100, whether it's a GPP or a cash game. I mentioned Samarja's struggles against lefties. Miller Park, as we know, it's a great park for left-handed power. So Thames is firmly on the radar. It's amazing that he's $1,000 cheaper than Travis Shaw today. So if you're picking one, it's Thames. If you want to pick them both, Shaw might have a lower ownership number because of that higher price tag uh, at third base tonight. Uh, I'm not really picking on Junior Guerra with any Giants. I'm going to kind of stay away. Uh, in this series, there's going to be some times where I think you do want to go after a Brandon Belt, possibly even a Brandon Crawford, depending on the slates in the next couple days, but I'm not doing that today. I'm actually buying into what Junior Guerra has been able to do uh, in these last couple of starts. Uh, moving over to the next game on the board, Marlins-Cubs. I mentioned the wind blowing in earlier, so that does take away some of the home run upside uh, in this matchup. Uh, Straley, if you're going to pick on him, I think you want to go uh, a little more with righties because of the way the park plays and with the wind blowing in. Uh, it's going to be tough for lefties tonight anyway. 
Park's always tough for lefties. So I think most of the attention would be given to either the switch hitters or the righties in this game. You know, a guy like Chris Bryant, you want to just pay up for uh, Bryant at 4100 instead of Travis Shaw against Samarja. I think there's a case for that. So the prices are the same, but keep an eye on the weather. See if that wind stays around its current 15 miles per hour blowing in. If it gets worse, kind of fade the Cubs' bats. If it gets a little better, maybe you can go a little heavier with your investment in this game. Uh, as far as picking on Eddie Butler goes, uh, not a bad price on Marcelo Zuna given the recent production there. 3900 is not terrible, but again, that's a building block that's going to really kind of chip away uh, at your budget. There's not a ton of value Right now, since a couple of the lefties, uh, like Derek Dietrich in particular, uh, gets a bit of a, a ding as a result of the weather conditions tonight. Uh, looking at the Houston-KC matchup, I mean, Mike Fires, he, he's one of those guys that when he's on and the command is is perfect, he can get deep into a game and pile up Ks, but more often than not, he's you know very umpire-dependent and susceptible to hard contact. Uh, Kansas City will take away some of those home run issues, so it's not an, an auto-royal stack or anything like that. But it's not a game to avoid by any stretch of the imagination. And Ian Kennedy's form has been brutal. He's averaging 10.6 FanDuel points per start over his last five. He's gone five innings one time, uh, I should say two times in the last five starts, but he's failed to go uh, more than three in two of his last three. So he's had some really bad blowups, uh, and the health has been a factor too. So you just wonder if something's still up with the health of, of Ian Kennedy. Uh, Astros are understandably going to be expensive. You know, George Springer at 4,300, Correa, Altuve also at 4,300 on FanDuel. Not going to get value there, but you could use one of those guys uh, as a building block. And even Josh Reddick, up to 3,900 price-wise, not really the same bargain that he was before. I think uh, a lot of the interest for me in this game, if you want to just get some Astros exposure, yet again comes at the catcher spot. Brian McCann at 2,900, very affordable. If it's Evan Gaddis instead, 3,300 is really not bad for him. So you can use as many Astros as you want. I mean, it's great because the matchup's fine against Kennedy. Over-under is 9.5. The prices are just kind of reflecting how good this offense has been throughout this season. On the Royals side, though, if you want to take a swipe at Mike Fires, uh, Mike Moustakis at 3,100 is very affordable at third base. Some of the higher-end options, as I mentioned, with uh, like the likes of Shaw and Chris Bryant, cost $1,000 more. Sal Perez's price has ticked up enough at 3500 where I'm probably not playing him now as much as I was a few weeks ago. Looking at some other lefties, uh, Hosmer and Brandon Moss are your options at first base, 3500 and 2900 respectively. Not wild about Moss because he just hasn't really been the guy we expected him to be all year. But if you want to go contrarian GPP at first base, there is a case for it. I'm just not the guy who's going to do it. Uh, looking over at the next matchup on the board tonight, uh, that Jays-A's matchup. I like Manaya quite a bit, so I don't really see a lot of interest in uh, right-handed Jays bats. I mean, sure, there's narrative with Josh Donaldson, but I'm not going to go down that road. I'm more likely to take a, a crack at Jay Happ, maybe try to find uh, one or two Oakland bats that I really like. Uh, Crush, 4,000 on FanDuel tonight. He'd be the guy I'm most likely to play. If I want to go a little bit cheaper, you know, a guy like Trevor Plouffe at 2,600, depending on where he's at in the order, that could make some sense. But he's just been in a terrible funk. So it's really trying to uh, bet on the come and, and just get lucky with Plouffe figuring something out uh, against Jay Happ today because he has not been hitting the ball well. Uh, Chad Pinder probably makes a lot more sense by comparison. He's 3,000. Righty-lefty for Pinder should be in the lineup. Where he's hitting, still kind of a, an open debate, but I like that price. And uh, if you want to punt at catcher, 
Josh Fegley should get a start with a lefty hat getting the nod for the Jays. So a few different ways you can uh, go after uh, a few Oakland bats, but I'm really going kind of light as far as any sort of exposure to Sean Maniacs. I actually believe more in his performance being positive for us than uh, than I think the Jays are going to have their way with him. And Donaldson could knock a few... Uh, Knock a few extra base hits or something against them, but he could still pitch pretty well overall. Uh, Nats Dodgers. You know, Gio Gonzalez against Hinjin Ryu. Dodgers against lefties. Maybe a Logan Forsyth share would make sense. I'd like him more at second base on FanDuel, but he's at third right now, which is really uh, kind of annoying. Uh, Chris Taylor is up at 3500 now, so the the discount is gone. I mean, there's not really a lot there to to hold on to. Uh, more of my interest is on the other side. I think you can go lefty-lefty with a guy like Daniel Murphy if you've got the room in the budget at 3800 uh, I don't worry about Ryu as a lefty going up against other lefties because he hasn't handled them particularly well. Uh, you look down at some other cheaper options. It'd be great to see an Austin Barnes spot start. I'm not using Geo, so if that happens, Austin Barnes at 2000 is a great punt play that opens up a lot of the salary you need uh, to take a chance on some of these higher-priced guys in the high 3000s, low 4000s this evening. So that's going to wrap things up for this slate. There is a tool, though, that I want to tell you guys about. I mentioned it in passing. If you go to the Rotowire Optimizer, you run the optimal lineup, you'll see there's actually a stack button just below the player pool button where you can kind of do the splits and, and break down all the different things you like, whether it's the handedness matchup or the uh, BVP stuff. I'm not really a BVP guy. Some people believe in it. If you believe in it, it's right there inside the optimizer. But click on the stacks button. And if you want to generate a stack, uh, I highly recommend doing this just to get some ideas as to where some value might be. You know you, you know you want to pick on Asher Wojciechowski and you're not sure which Cardinals you want to use, but you know you want to have at least three Cardinals bats today. You can choose that option. You choose a St. Louis stack, you choose three players, and you could run it. You're going to find Matt Carpenter and Steven Piscotti and Dexter Fowler pop up as the highest projected trio. And then the next highest trio is Carpenter, Piscotti, and Ledmes Diaz. And what this does is it kind of helps you fill some of the more difficult positions too. Like As I went through position by position, I didn't really have a shortstop that jumped out. And I know I want to pick on Wojciechowski, so a Ledmes Diaz at 3,100 might be one way to go about that. Uh, if you decide you don't really like those combinations, you can run a different stack. Uh, let's just say you want to go after Nick Pavetta with Braves. You don't really know which Braves you want to go after. But you only want two Braves against Nick Pavetta. The two best combinations uh, would be a Kemp and Marcakis, according to the optimizer, a Kemp and Enciarte, or a Kemp and Dansby Swanson. And again, it, it generated a player in Swanson who fills a position of need but has a matchup that we like. So I think it's a good way to kind of help fill in for possible blind spots. If you've got uh, some bias against certain players, it might actually steer you into players you ordinarily would have just written off for a variety of different reasons. So I highly recommend checking that out. It's one of the cool features within the Rotowire Optimizer. You can check it out for the next 10 days for free. Rotowire.com slash pod, P-O-D. Get a free 10-day trial. Check out everything on the site. Get a feel for the daily tools. You got articles that'll help you out as well. Enjoy it. Also, by the way, on FanDuel, of course, things have changed a bit this year. If you haven't been playing, you're just picking up this pod now. You definitely uh, want to realize that there are some, some significant changes. The quality starts thing is pretty nice. I'm, I'm getting used to it. At first, I wasn't sure about it, but I do like it because it's kept us from uh, win hunting the way we have in the past. I mean, wins still matter, of course. Those extra points for a win can put you over the top and, and do make a difference. But it's just it's a little less critical 
than it used to be. Friends mode also out there, so you can sign up. You want to play your friends once a week. Maybe you want to play on Mondays and Fridays just to kind of bookend the week. You can set that up, and the contests are generated automatically. You can have a leaderboard that will uh, show you guys how you're doing over the course of the year against each other. It's a really nice way to go. Uh, and, of course, uh, some other changes as well. you got the late swap on FanDuel, which uh, it was a really big change. There are still some non-late swap contests that are available, but there's fewer of them, and a lot of the big field GPPs, uh, those are all going to be part of the late swap options now. So it's in there if you want it. Uh, it's cool to have the flexibility. I, I like it in case weather is a factor. We're in the summer months now. Fewer rain delays, fewer postponements now than we have in the first two months of the season. But you always want the flexibility for a late scratch. I mean, remember the Miguel Sano uh, bug that popped up last week, whether that was a flu bug or some kind of cookout-related problem. Whatever it was, uh, it was frustrating if you had Miguel Sano and didn't have that option to swap him out. Now you do on FanDuel, so be sure to check that out. It's going to wrap things up for this episode of the Rotowire DFS podcast. Todd and Joe are back with you for the Tuesday slate. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.